I mean, I guess in, in a lot of ways, Google, uh, you know, it was developed for Chrome, like in a very sort of yeah, a lot yeah. Of centric way. A lot of things in there. Like, I'm actually, because Firefox used to be like so for everything. And only, it's only the last year or two that I've had problems where I have to use Chrome. Yeah. So I'm worried I, that eventually, like, Chrome will be the the one, the only one. Like, yeah. You know how Google is the only search engine now. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. But, yeah. Bing has a place. No, you need to download no, Chrome. Y- yeah, like. <laughs> or Firefox. Ca- Callum, you're the only person who uses Bing. <laughs> no, I don't use Bing all the time, but I I um, use Bing when I want uh, when I want I want uh, my results to be not the first page of Google. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you do get different. Re- if you're searching for niche stuff, you can get different results through Bing than you get through. Yeah. Uh, like ROMs and stuff, you can find the conspiracy sites. theorists use Bing, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the conspiracy theorists probably use like Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Is that still up? I'm gonna go, hey, I'm gonna Google hey, Ask Jeeves. Hey, hey Jeeves, when was Atlant- when was Atlantis destroyed? <laughs> hey Jeeves, how tall are the Greys really? Oh, uh, now hey, it's every- everybody ask- knows what type of Grey you're talking about, because uh, that's a leading question. Everybody <laughs> knows. <laughs> There's Zeta two types of grey, Nathan. Okay. That's right, James. There's yeah, two types Zeta of grey. Reticuli, yeah. <laughs> I watched the I watched that Bob Lazar documentary that Alan linked. As far as I'm aware, I reckon that that documentary is on the money. Yeah, like the as, it's actually it's actually he does a really good job. The guy, the YouTube yeah, guy. Yeah, his his research is like better than professional research, basically. Yeah. Like the 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 lengths he'd go to to verify things, like. The fact that he found random footage of George Knapp at some small festival no one cares about. Yeah. That just so happened to be, like, masterminded by Bob Lazar. Yeah, like, no one had ever talked about that festival. Yeah, I've never heard about it. Yeah. And, like, I, after watching it, I went I went through YouTube to watch other, like, Bob Lazar debunking videos, and they're all shit. Yeah. I'm like, there's a reason that this documentary is so good is because the guy, like, put the effort in. Yeah, and, and it made me really sad, of course, because yeah. I like, cause I, I thought Bob was like, you know, a really legit guy. Well, I think the the way I was coming at it was like, because I I want like I want to believe, you know. Yeah, me too. But, more, me too. But I'm also a skeptic. So, but Bob Lazar seemed pretty credible from what I had heard. Yeah. But after this guy debunked it all, and I think one of the things I was thinking is, and one of the things probably still UFO you know, enthusiasts probably defend Bob Lazar is because they think if you if you debunk Bob Lazar, then you're debunking UFOs. Yeah, not no, the case. And, and I don't, like, yeah, and even the guy in the documentary is like, I'm not saying UFOs don't exist. It's like, that's not the point. The point is Bob Lazar's full of shit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, the, the other also, th- the guy totally murdered his wife. There's no way Bob Lazar oh. didn't murder his wife. Yeah, like, that's at fir- crazy. At first, I was like, Okay, like he probably did it, and then they're like, "Oh, he got married while he was still married, and then killed the wife, and then got remarried and un- her with her under a different name." I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, he definitely did it." Yeah, and it was like for, <laughs> it was like for tax purposes. Yeah. Like, um, he 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 went, didn't he? Like go bankrupt or something, and then he remarried under yeah a different name or something, so that she wasn't connected to the bankruptcy. Yeah, crazy stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, he had the brothel business. I was like, mm, that, I know, I mean, like, I was kind of on the fence, and it's like, nah, he's fucking full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> the, very yeah, disappointing. Yeah. But the thing, the thing, other thing I was going to say was that um, 
because he had a few like a few small things that were that did end up being sort of true yeah you, like true you know if you can use yeah that word. like the biometric then, finger scanner yeah like that yeah, had, things that actually came to light yeah panned or, out. or the way that the ufo like flies vertically like standing up yeah like and then the, the ufo the navy ufo footage is like shows the disc flying that way see what what, what pisses me off is um because you know how recently the pentagon said that they were legit yeah um, well, not legit, but they verified that they were what the Navy, uh, the Pentagon considered to be UFOs. Yeah. Uh, people on YouTube, like, oh, on Reddit, are like, uh, obviously, they're just passenger planes from this angle and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, come on. If that was true... There's no way that's a passenger plane. No. Like, if, they don't let's move just say, like that. Hypoth- let's just say, hypothetically, the videos were, in fact, fraudulent. Yeah. Do you not think the experts in the Army and the Navy who claim to not know what it is would not have caught that? Yeah, like people whose job it like, is to be around planes. If if the if the navy is saying we don't know what it is, then some dickhead on YouTube who's like in the comments like, oh, it's just a plane from a funny angle. Like yeah, like fuck off. Like no, that's how I feel. I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ, give yeah. me a break, right? Yeah. Like all the, just come on, man. Also, at like a, at some level. Why can't you just let someone have their conspiracy also, theory? Yeah. Also, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not harming anyone. No, I'm not talking about Q. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not talking about the deep state. But also, can't we just pretend it's aliens. Yeah, but also like the Na- oh, I'm sure what the Navy is saying, like it's a UFO. It's not an. It's no, not no, necessarily- I'm gonna mute my mic. I'm getting a work call. Give me one sec. That's yeah, fine. no, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's not, not necessarily, necessarily an alien. alien craft, but it is something they can't explain. That's and right. What you know? What can we do? What are the theories so, about what it is? I can't Could remember if it was Alan or Alan or not. But he was like, chances are it's just some aircraft they don't want to announce. Or that, that it, could be, true. it could be an aircraft from another country. I'm like, yeah, it could be. But the Pentagon also said in their statement that there was nothing in the video that was a security risk to America. Yeah. Which infers that it's nothing that America is their, actively working on. Yeah, it's not their experimental so, craft. Or like, I said to Al, like, I said to, like I said to, I think it was Alan, it could be North Korea's. It could be Russia's. I yeah. doubt it. But then, like, if, what, what countries have if, the capability to yeah. push science forward like this? But then, if the U.S. Navy thought it might be a foreign secret, uh, it, it would still be a national aircraft. security risk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, this—it's one of those eternal questions. Mm. Like, but, legit. Yeah. Like, unless they come out and like, there's like a full-on disclosure. I bet. No one will ever know for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean... When this is all over, we need to have a movie night with the projector. Oh, oh yeah. Man. man, there's so many 4Ks I've got that I don't want to watch on my uh, shitty TV. Yeah. <laughs> man, like, what's we're telling you about Apocalypse Now Final Cut. Like, yeah. oh my god, it's possibly the best looking 4K I've ever I seen. Bought, oh, it, I imported that from yeah. the US before it even came out in Australia. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't like, want to watch it on my TV. It's too small. <laughs> I can't... James... The picture at some parts looked so crisp, it could yeah. have been 8K. Yeah. I was just like, Jesus. And also, it's just such a good movie. Some of the cinematography is just oh, outstanding. It's amazing. It all works together really well. Yeah. Um, yeah and the music, yeah. I love how weird the music is. It almost has like a sci-fi-ness to it. Yeah, well, that's that's another... You know how I was saying it's my favorite movie? Yeah. One of the reasons it is is because it's like every genre ever in one. 
Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like it's a war movie, it's a western, it's a sci-fi movie, it's a fantasy. They go back in time. He's traveling down the river, right? And he's yeah. going back in time. The more the more he goes down the river, the more savage and uh, yeah, yeah. Primal. And yeah, there's a French and plantation, and they yeah. have like a French manor house. Yeah, then there's a romance yeah. in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's every genre ever in one film, and yet it doesn't feel disjointed or awkward, or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and part of that is just how good the source material was, because uh, the exact same thing happens in Heart of Darkness, kinda, except without the romance plot. Yeah, I mean, um, the, and that's the other thing. thing. It's also the disconnection from reality. The only thing I didn't particularly like was the animal killing near the end. Oh, I that was it's brutal. largely symbolic. Oh, uh, um, it, it's that, symbolic, but it's it, like the poor animal, man. No, uh, to be to be fair, they they ate it afterwards. Like it wasn't just for the movie. Yeah, but I also read I, they I, killed like a hundred. <laughs> but if they all ate them, I guess me eat a hundred poor. Like I, I I just I just, poor, um, you know I had a thing. I had a I had a hamburger last night like. You know, how no, many, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Many, I'm not, how many that's cows not a critique. Died. That's like it doesn't make the movie any worse. Also, but they could have. They didn't necessarily have to show it on screen. Oh no! See, this is my thing. Is why it's my favorite. Is because, like I said, you'll never get a movie like this ever again. Yeah. Is I personally, as a, if I made a movie, I probably wouldn't want to slaughter a cow. You know, like that on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that they Look, did it, it happened. It was on. It's in the movie. This is my favorite movie. Like fucking, it's like I, I, it, I, I get that it. It's like it is largely symbolic. Like it's savage. They're going back in yeah. time. It's it's largely it is largely symbolic to the movie as well because it's happening as um he's killing Colonel Kurtz as well. Like it's sort of yeah. like a whole. It's a whole symbolic. thing in yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but still, I just feel bad for the poor animals. No. That that. When- that being said, though, uh, there's something to admire because uh, Coppola was like, "I don't give a shit what you think." Yeah, but you that's what, what I mean. Like- that's what I'm saying about the movie. <laughs> the movie is so perfect because it's like, I don't know, like it's insane. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's and- not. Not only is it about the insanity of war, it's about the insanity of filmmaking. Yeah. Like he ki- think- he killed that cow just to make a film. And it's like yeah. it's part of it's part of the craziness of the movie, which is in in fact a movie about the craziness of war, which is in fact yeah. a movie uh, you know about the craziness of human nature. And to think that George Lucas almost directed it. Yeah, and he wanted to do it like black and white, sixteen millimeter. <laughs> that would have been a much different movie. <laughs> but see, that was back. Yeah, like that was. Be- oh, I think that was before Star Wars, so that probably would have been a good movie. You know, still. I, I'm I'm happy with how things panned out, though. Yeah. Like, I'm happy no. we got Star Wars and Coppola made Apocalypse Now. Yeah, no, it worked out in the end, I guess. <laughs> and that's... Well, do you think Coppola would have done a good job with Star Wars? Like, oh, Coppola yeah, was... dude. Oh, fuck. Have you guys seen Captain EO? The Michael Jackson? No. I'll send you the link when we're finished. It's like a 20-minute short film they used for, like, a theme park ride. Where Michael Jackson is like a spaceship captain. Oh wait, um, I, I might have actually yeah. been on the sh- on the ride. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. Like it's it's like it's like all the special effects were done by like ILM and Francis Coppola directed it. It's fucking dope as shit. Like I want it on Blu-ray. Oh man, speaking of the Coppolas, mm. how excited are we for Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic? <laughs> oh man, that's like it's so perfect. That it's not going to happen. 
<laughs> oh, James, did you end up watching Color Out of Space? Yeah, I did. What did you? How do you? What do you reckon? I liked it. It wasn't great. I would like to see because Richard Stanley, the director, I like him. Um, so I would like to because he, he said he's going to do more. Nathan, how close is the mic to your mouth? Reasonably, should I move it a little bit? Yeah, move it back like to an inch or two, because I can hear you breathing. Um, that's just because I'm fat. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What was <laughs> we were saying? talking about Color Out of Space, uh, Richard Stanley. Yeah, yeah, I like Richard Stanley, director, and he said that he's planning like two more H.P. Lovecraft adaptations. That's good. And the next one, I think, is Done Witch Horror. I know that so it's... So, like, I, even though I wasn't super happy with Color Out of Space, I'm just ha- I would be happy to see more from him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've talked about it on the show before how there's not enough HP uh, Lovecraft just around. Uh, and he kind of fell out of vogue because a lot of his actual work hasn't aged well. Yeah. Like, you know, let's I'm a, I won't beat you in the bush. The man was a racist. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, a lot of people don't like to put... Like, don't like to support his works. Because, but, I mean... Like I said, you know, that... They didn't not, age well. I'm not. Yeah, he's he was such great ideas, man. Exactly. Like the stories he put down were stories that were never told before. Yeah. He basically invented an entire genre. There's a reason he's so influential. Yeah, exactly. But also, I think there's also a reason he hasn't been adapted, and I think that's only because of the way he writes. It's hard yeah, it's to kinda, adapt. It's hard to describe. Uh, yeah. In in indescribable madness. Exactly. Did you also? Uh, did you, you see the trailer for Lovecraft Country? I didn't. I saved it in my watch later, and I haven't had time to watch it. But I'm going to watch it gonna, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to watch good. it. So I haven't seen it. Yeah. As soon as I announce it, I'm like, I'm down. Oh, I'm sorry, James. What were you saying? Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, done with horror. Yeah. Oh, the that, reason he hasn't been adapted. Yeah. It, not only is it too hard to adapt the indescribable things that he, you know, describes, or you know. Um, yeah. But also, if you were to do it, it would cost hundreds of millions of dollars, which and and it would probably have to use so much CGI that it would look like shit. Yeah, it's one of the reasons um, at the Mountains of Madness, Guillermo del Toro's at the Mountains of Madness never got made, because he was like it had to be like three hundred million dollar R-rated movie, and no one was willing to give him money. Yeah, you know, but he would have been that would have been perfect. Yeah, I would have. I would have liked that. I mean, fingers crossed it happens one day, but I don't know. Probably not likely. So, Cronenberg's um, son mm-hmm. uh, has that. He was making a movie, right? He already made one, and I've I never got around to watching it. Although I heard it was good, and now he's making a new one, or he's yeah, got I'm a like, new one coming out soon. Yeah, I wonder if he takes after his old man because yeah. it'd be very interesting to have a like a young fresh, like, kind of, like, thriller, horror, weird, sci-fi kind of well, director. As, as far as I know, he... He made a he movie very much Antiviral. Antiviral, that's right. That's um, the one please I Please speak continuously and describe your experiences as they come to you. And he's got Possessor. Yeah, Antiviral is the one I keep meaning to watch. Possessor is the new one that's coming out that I want to yeah, see. Yeah, I like this. I'm on the Wikipedia page, from, and it's a body horror film. Yeah. Can confirm, from, yeah. is Cronenberg. That's what I was going to say. From what I understand, he's, you know, uh, the apple doesn't fall far. <laughs> far from Has the misformed tree? <laughs> yeah. The, the malformed ta- tree? The flesh, the flesh apples don't fall far from the 
bone tree. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Tazia Voss is a corporate agent who uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, driving them to commit assassinations for the benefit of the company. While she has a special gift for her work, her experiences on the jobs have caused a dramatic change in her life. And in her own life, she struggles to suppress violent memories and urges. As her mental strain intensifies, she begins to lose control, and soon she finds herself trapped in the mind of a man whose identity threatens to obliterate her own. I'm down. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah. down. So that that might be one to watch. I, I think that a Cronenberg uh, might do a good job with like H.P. Lovecraft, that kind of material. Yeah, um, definitely. Because I, I think that you could do a lot with body horror, in the, like the Lovecraft well, sphere, one of the things oh, I Lovecraft liked, is like eighty percent body horror. Yeah, one of the things I liked about Color Out of Space was the body horror, but I think they they pushed it in a very eighties kind of yeah, sla- like uh, not slasher, but you know, like very that kind of direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I you know I, I liked it, but you know it it didn't it didn't necessarily mesh super well with the overall. Yeah, I get yeah. Lovecraftiness. Yeah, it was, it was right. Um, yeah. Did you end up watching? Um, while we're on the subject of movies, we should have caught up on by now. Mm. Uh, reboot, Chance on Bob reboot. No, I I keep meaning to watch it, and I was like, oh, we'll watch it for the show one day, and then I forgot about it. And um, now I so my quick, uh, me and Nathan have both seen it. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give it a quick spoiler-free review. I liked it. Yeah, I think that the script has a lot of stuff just thrown in, uh, not necessarily for any particular reason. It's just like a mishmash of all different kinds of stuff. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of Kevin Smith's friends in there where they don't necessarily need to be there. Yeah. Um, some of it's funny, some of it's not funny. Like I said, there seems to be a lot of forced elements in there that they just put jokes over, mm. uh, as if Kevin Smith owed one to a few people, so they're they appear right. in his film or I think or I think whatever. We, we talked about um, this a while ago, where he he wanted because of his heart attack, he wanted to make a film that encompassed everything, yeah, his entire career and all his friends and people who yeah. supported him. And no, so no, I get that. Yeah, uh, so I but, think uh, it's a but, largely unfocused movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, what I will say I, though is. It has a lot of heart. Mm. Um, it, in some ways, it's mu- it's more sentimental than, say, Clerks Two, which was a very sentimental movie in its own way. Mm-hmm. But I think that some of the story plots uh, do end up wrapping up very well. Okay. Uh, certain character arcs are very satisfyingly resolved. Yeah. Um, the end is satisfying. I just yeah, I think it's um, it's very much yeah a movie. As an after effect of his heart attack, you know he's uh, he's yeah. getting the whole gang together, and that as such it feels a bit unfocused. I'm more looking forward to Clerks, um, three. Clerks three and Twilight yeah. of the More Rats. Yeah, yeah. By by definition, they'll be more focused films because they're only well, dealing with like you a know few a couple of characters at a time, few characters at well, a time instead of Kev trying to get the whole gang together again I in another remember, movie. I can't remember if you talked about this before, but it's like that's that'll be the real test. Is yeah. like it's is seeing his next couple of films. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be more focused? Yeah, I, I think that they they should be because um, he got all of the the kind of for lack of a better word rough shod stuff yeah. out of his system. Uh, with reboot so there's a whole bunch of stuff now that he doesn't even have to think about so like characters who are being resolved now unless you're going to start up new story points there's no reason to bring them back 
Uh, and a lot of them are in a place where they wouldn't necessarily have extra story stuff going on anyway. Yeah, but I think that Clerks 3 should be good. He says he's happy with what he's doing. So yeah, fingers crossed. Well, but I, I'll always want to watch that. So do you remember he wrote a script that he thought was the best script he ever wrote? But um, Oh, for Clerks 3. Yeah, yeah and, but the, the guy who... Script. Yeah, the one... Yeah. The, I think it was the gentleman who plays Randall oh, yeah, uh, yeah, didn't want to do it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, but he's got everyone back on board with the new script. But I kind of want to see what the that old script was. You know, like, well, I just wish Kev would release I it. Think, I think we talked about this. Wasn't it, like, super depressing? Yeah, but, yeah. like... And, like, that, that's one of the reasons he rewrote it is because now he has a, like, new outlook on life. Yeah, but I, I still kind of... Yeah. It. That's an interesting script, you know he'll, what I mean? I'm sure he'll release it one day. Oh, he's got a he's got a new website where he sort of posts all that stuff. Yeah, it's probably it's um, probably the Kevin Smith Club or something, and yeah. like you can watch you can even watch his movies on there. Yeah, like you you pay like a monthly subscription and you can um, oh that's watch, watch you can that's watch cool. his uh, you can watch pre you can watch like all these released films or something, and he has like a movie night where he'll be watching it with the audience and that kind of stuff. That's interesting. Um, also, he's teasing like unseen footage from movies. From his like, previous exclusively, movies. Yeah, like and a couple of unreleased films that he's had made and like unreleased all kinds of stuff. Entire films or footage. Allegedly, allegedly, there's an, an there's an unreleased film. I don't know oh. what. Or it could just be like a rough demo or a storyboard or something. But um, that would be he, interesting. He tweeted about it. Well, I didn't expect this conversation to go so long, but since it well, has, it's a, it's a, I was going to say, should we talk about Onward for a bit, and then I'll just release this as an episode? Yeah, go yeah. for it. <laughs> All right. What'd you, guys, what'd you guys think of Onward? I loved it. I liked, I liked yeah. it a lot. Um, um, but it's, it's, obviously, it's, gone, it's probably sorry. not their best movie. Yeah, definitely. But um, I, for what it is, I like that whole sort of, um, you know, anthropological, anthropological if that's the right word anthropomorphic sort of like you know fantasy creatures and yeah. um, you know brought to the modern for modern with like an 80s twist I do I do like they lean heavily on the D&D stuff Yeah I was going to say cool. um this this is a movie that was aimed at two square squarely at two different demographics children and people like me. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I was like I watched this movie as soon as I saw the first trailer I was like I'm all in Yeah um it was very. I found it to be quite an emotional film. The ending, the the ending, like twist, if you can call it that, or the yeah. payoff, the pay, the emotional payoff at the end, it works. It, it works yeah. really well. It, it was quite a. The ending was quite a powerful. I felt it to be, thought it to be quite powerful in a yeah. way, a very cheesy, but I think that it also has it, to be cheesy. It, it, I think it was. It was. It worked though. Like yeah, no, I, it did. I found uh, it's that, like Spiel, It felt like Spielberg cheese. You kind of need yeah. it to bind everything together. Yeah. Because the first half, the first half of the film for me was very, very slow. Um, yeah, it was. But then, like, once it starts getting picked up, once it picks up, you know, after the halfway point, it gets really good, and there's some really good action, really cool, cool fantasy. Um, and then it like, it just ties together really well with the emotional yeah. aspect. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I love I like the, the I love how magic. I kind of, I love the part where the brothers like into D and D or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, it's a part of our history." Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not, it's not fantasy. It's not, it's not D and D. It's historical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you saying about the magic, Nathan? I, I like the way the magic was handled in the movie too. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like, well, um, I don't know it's very, it's handled in a very sort of you know, <laughs> just a cheesy manner, but yeah, I like, I like the, the way they use the magic. Classic D and D. Classic, classic stuff. Yeah. Um, my it's only- very weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, <laughs> the weekend of Bernie's humor that stuff, was on point. That stuff was really good. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. um, our, our dad watched it with us too, and he thoroughly enjoyed all that kind of yeah. weekend of Bernie's humor. He was like and having a good the animation, good old time. just the animation in general is always yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, we watched it on the projector and uh, it would have watched again. Nice. Yeah, yeah, um, it was really good. It's, def- minor- it's definitely one that I think people will rewatch in the future and like appreciate more. Uh, yeah, yeah it's it has that same sort of Zootopia feel to me that I like. It's got that yeah. sort of, it's got things that's like brought into the yeah, modern the world, day sort the, of the thing. World design, uh, the world, the world design, the world feels kind of, really nice. It felt yeah. lived in, if that makes sense. Like although the first scene where they're those like full in the fantasy Lord of the Rings world, I was just kind of like, I wish Pixar would just make a movie like that. Yeah, I'd be. You know going, what I mean? Can you, like an actual Dungeons yeah. and Dragons movie? Like yeah, like, like can you? Like the whole they got like, a foot in the door. Like make, well, make like a prequel. Make a prequel, yeah. Nah, that would kind of negate this movie. But like, you know, I I enjoyed the whole like, oh, it's the modern world. But what if magic, you know, used to exist and then you know there are elves and stuff now in modern times? I'm like, yeah, yeah that's fun. But it's like just the opening scene. I was like, I wish Pixar would just make a full-on fantasy movie. Wouldn't that be sick if they? Because you know, remember you remember they had the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. And then there yeah. was the uh, the um, not as bad as everyone makes them out to be Dungeons and Dragons movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm like, wouldn't it be sick if they made because Wizards of D and D and Wizards of the Coast have never been as big as they are now. So That's I think true. it'd be it'd be really cool if they actually made like a proper also, Pixar Dungeons and Dragons fantasy adventure. Yeah. Also, I can't remember. I'm sure we talked about this one time, but like other than Lord of the Rings, because the Hobbit movies weren't very good. And Game of Thrones was a TV show, but then it ended up not being so good at the end. But, like, there are no really good big fantasy movies. Like, high Lord fantasy. Lord of the Rings coming to you soon. Yeah, except for the well, new, new I mean, show. There, there was Deathstalker. No, no, I'm um, talking about in the last in the last 20 years. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Main, mainstream, big budget, lots of great special effects, you know, high fantasy. Yeah. Um, only, only Lord of the Rings. I'm sure I'm missing something. Yeah. In no, terms of movies, right. yeah. Um, yeah, and even TV like- shows, not a lot. Nah, you're largely right. Yeah, I think look, it's because yeah. it's very expensive to pull off well. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, only, my only slight complaint with Onward was I feel like I'm not sure if I'm alone in this opinion. I feel like Chris Pratt's performance, he was trying a little bit too hard to be Jack yeah. Black like. I I yeah. Like I like I liked Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. You know, I think they both did a good job, but. I think neither of them were perfect. Yeah. yeah. Chris Pat I, I was especially, watching, you know, could you could have got someone else. I was watching the movie and I'm just thinking, just bring in Jack Black, man. It's <laughs> obviously based on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That 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 would have worked. But otherwise, I liked it a lot. Yeah. No, it's it's fun. I think people will uh, appreciate it later on. I think fa- I think fantasy definitely belongs to the '80s. In terms of movies and just that type of stuff, because yeah. I'm looking through. Uh, oh yeah, All, it's not yeah. a lot. The Harry but, Potters, I guess. Yeah, but. They, but I we're talking more sword and sorcery. Yeah, kind, kind of sorcery, but also like they like hot take. They kind of got worse as they went along. <laughs> I know a lot of people like the later ones, but. I like. Uh, they definitely uh, changed. Yeah. Y- yeah, um, I can see where you're coming from, and I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah, and they stopped making dragon movies as well. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about, like high, like Lord of the Rings style yeah. high fantasy, like with swords and dragons and 
you know, yeah, Merlin, I think wizards and shit. We might actually... It depends if, if Dungeons & Dragons can keep its staying power. It might come back. Well, I mean, now with the with the COVID, you know, thing yeah. and everyone's staying indoors, like, it's becoming even more popular. Yeah. All tabletop uh, so games are. It might... It might come back, like fantasy might come back because more people are playing D and D. And like you look at the eighties, fantasy was big in the eighties. D and D wasn't so big in the eighties because back then it was still very much a nerdy new. thing. It wasn't like popular. Yeah, it was still but new. It was still pervasive in pop culture in a sense that it did bleed into other things like cartoons. People knew know, it existed. That. Yeah, and like and then there know, was he, the, he, of there course was the, the cartoons satanic, were fantasy. Um, there was the based satanic as well. panic. Yeah, yeah. people it. got all, you know, uh, yeah. handies in a bunch about it. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, even He-Man's making a comeback, so... Uh, yeah, well, I'm the pretty, guidance of Kev, so... They, I, thank you, I, thanks I think, to Kev. I think they are making a D&D show as well. Uh, you can watch... Me. I'm pretty sure you can watch the old cartoons on YouTube. I've never seen them. I might actually have a... Give it a, but, give it a look. Yeah, no, but... They I were think, aimed at children, though, but... I think someone, like, is the some, meme. someone is, um, like, actually, like, making a new show because, you know, Game of Thrones is so successful and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there's... Someone has, has the right... Whoever has the right to D&D is uh, making a new show. That There's might be quick, interesting. A quick aside, I looked up that um, that Kevin Smith video thing, the archive, and it's called the Smithsonian Screening Room. <laughs> <laughs> the first the first original sort of unseen movie footage is a two-hour proper documentary on the making of the reboot movie. Oh, okay. That might be good. That would be cool. But I think he intends to release like full projects on there. Hmm. That would be yeah. interesting. We always talk about, you know, cutting out the middleman and... Yeah, well, that's what he's doing. You digital. pay, like, 10 bucks well, a month and you can access, you know, footage that he doesn't... Well, we'll have to talk We'll have to talk about it properly on another episode, but, like, yeah. the way this COVID crisis is changing uh, distribution and how people watch stuff, like, all the digital uh, so, uh, streaming and stuff, we'll have to talk about how this is all going to change now. Yeah. It will become more, even well, more I, popular. I've read that... Uh, which is... Was it Universal? are thinking about not putting some of their movies out at pictures because of how successful Trolls was on streaming. Yeah, I think other that's, studios are doing that as well. That's a big... Like, also, AMC has uh, blocked Universal Movies from appearing on their theatres when they're back in business. Oh, yeah. Because um, uh, Universal releases their movies too early on video on demand. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, big surprise, you you let people watch movies at home, they'll watch them. Yeah, exactly. Shock they'll, horror. They'll pay, they'll pay whatever you want, but there's someone yeah. that can watch it at home. <laughs> it's like we've had this conversation so many times. Yeah. If there's a movie you want to watch, you know, like, um, for example, Mandy, right? When we, yeah. when we weren't, for lack of a better term, weren't allowed to watch Mandy, mm. I would have paid 20 bucks to watch a legit. You yeah. know what I mean? Just on demand. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's more, more expensive in some cases than a ticket price. I still would have paid it. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll leave this discussion for another time, but oh, yeah. it's definitely like, it's a, like we've talked about before, like it's a constantly evolving, changing thing. And like yeah. we're right in the middle of it now, but this, because of the COVID-19 crisis, like it's changed it or accelerated it yeah, you know, rapidly. So we'll see. Um, so, well, I didn't know this was going to be a proper episode. <laughs> So I hope, well, I hope we, the episode. We've I got a bit. We've got a. We haven't talked about movies for a while. I guess it's all pent up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It just kind of came <laughs> out of us because this was only supposed to yeah. be like a two-minute test to see if this online thing worked. And then it's like, did you hear about this? Did you yeah. hear this? So I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, this will actually record it, <laughs> and I can upload it. Um, if it did work, uh, hi listeners. Uh, <laughs> 
Hi, cousins. Um, more more content coming your way. Yeah, but I will say we're not 100% sure if we're going to be like regularly uploading every week. It, yeah. might, it might be a, yeah, every two weeks. It might be once a month until we can sort of get into a rhythm, until we can line up our schedules, until we can pick, you know, movies and topics we want to talk about. So I just want to say to anyone listening, hello, I hope you're doing okay, you know, stay safe. But also, we're back, but not every week. So don't get your hopes up. We're but also, please, please feel free to contact us, send us oh, a message. Yeah, also send we're, us we're a message. We're open for business, technically. Yeah, I mean, anytime, you know, post on our social media and we'll, we'll get back to you. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, is the quality okay? Let us know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> um, I didn't know this was going to be a proper episode. Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Nathan and Callum. And Thank you, yeah, James. We'll, we'll Just be setting back. up this uh, this new uh, method for us. Yeah, and we'll be back maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe longer. We'll see. Uh, what Adios, do we say? cousins. What, what do we say at the end? I forgot. Adios, cousins. <laughs> it's been so long. It's been so long. <laughs> Adios, cousins. <laughs>